All right, don't wait. Fucking hell. Just give me some si- seconds of silence. Silence is not blow your cigarette past the microphone, by the way. I can, st- I can still hear it in my ears. It feels creepy. It's not ASMR. It's creepy man old breath. M- man old breath. <laughs> man old breath, yeah. <laughs> You've started already, mate. You've started. Right. No, I'm just waiting for you to casually finish your cigarette before we can get started with this episode. Yeah, are you ready to go? Are you clear, sober-minded and focused? <laughs> already? Let's just do the opening, okay? All right, here Fuck's we go. Sake. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the opening. No, it's not yet. We're doing five seconds and then we're actually doing the opening. I don't want to get into this shit this with you. All, you this always is already fucking a problem. do this. Always a problem. You always do this. All right. Let's actually have a normal, normal moment, right, where I don't find... You know I'm leaving <laughs> this in the episode, right, don't you, though? I know, but next time... Can we have a normal moment where I know when I'm not doing it? Yes, and next time we, we both can, decide. We can have a connection next time. Oh, Paul, I need us both to decide and agree mutual terms of when the fucking cold open starts. It's yeah? already opened. It's a fucking cold opening. Well, there you go, isn't it? It's so far. It's, it's on cold point. to the touch. It's cold. It's ice hot. It sort of burns your hand off. Yeah, ice hot. Can you imagine a sort of... Is this your opening? Is this what we're doing? Should we just you start? Are, yeah. You said you had some interesting things you said you wanted to say for the intro. I did, but, I, but, I, but you put me off because we're in the intro and now all I can think of is this icy vagina. That Wait, is, where have you got that from? Because it's cold to the touch. But where's the hot... No, the vagina part. Cold opening? You're telling me you don't think of an icy vagina when I say cold it's opening? It's weird. I really don't. I thought of a cave. You know, when you were a teenager, didn't or you sort of come door. home from the disco and go, oh... Oh, I want some icy vag. <laughs> no, you know, go, oh, I did. I went behind the bike sheds with, with that Emma. And she had an icy vag. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome no, to Cheap Show. No. It's happening. I hate you and your fucking noodle posse. Go people love noodles. It's just a fact of Cheap Show you're going to have to learn to fucking accept. It's the price of shite. Paul Gannon. Eli Silverman. Welcome to Cheap Show. And I go and I nuzzle. Right, Paul. It's Cheap Show, the economy comedy podcast. We go through the charity shops, bargain bins, power lands of Great Britain and bring you back, hopefully, the treasure amongst the trash. Hello, Eli. I'm Paul. I'm Eli. Hello, Paul. Hello, Eli. I'm Paul. <laughs> rummage. Scrummage and... A scrummage and a rummage. Scrummage is a rugby term, it occurred to me the other day. Did you know that? Yes. It didn't occur to me, though, to put the two together. So scrummage is where they all scrummage. Yeah. Paul. Yes. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to add these things you said you wanted to bring up. I have two things. Yeah. Hello, everybody. It's That's Eli Silverman of Cheap Show. That's the one. That's not one thing. That's well, then just... why did you say here's two things? One, hello, everybody. It's Cheap Show. Then it is one thing, isn't it? First thing, okay? Yeah. You've really put me off. I don't want to <laughs> say it now. Just say it. Right. I was walking the other day. Yeah. Did it, did it. <laughs> In the park. Did it, did it. My dad and his dog. Uh, See, when you go with it, it's quite nice, No, isn't it? I'm not doing it. 
So I'm walking, yeah. Primrose Hill, yeah? Yeah. And there's a lady sitting on a bench with a pram. One of these prams that have a sort of storage space underneath it. Right. And this big dog, like a, it's like a, a, like a greyhound sort of dog. Oh, but okay. brown, not grey. Are they all grey greyhounds? Some no, of them brown, I just think they? they're called greyhounds. Yeah. I don't think they're grey. No. I think Stupid, they're quite a lot. Of, no, not really for Well, you. what about a blackbird? They're black. They're not sometimes yellow, are they? No. But- so why is it called a bloody greyhound then? They need to get their namings right of birds and colours and dogs. This is unfortunately where I can't counteract that with something. I right. have to side with you. It's true, isn't it? Is, does grey mean something? Cause it's it's you, the name of the breed. Oh, what it's the name doing? of the breed. Perhaps they were grey to begin with. Is it if G-R-E-Y? Is that yeah. the name of the colour? Yeah. What's no. G-R-A-Y? That's the name of the colour. You can spell it both ways, can't you? Oh. I think there's an American and English Because maybe grey means something. You know, like um, certain words meant a colour, like... The, a bolt of something meant white, or I don't know. I've Did got it? nothing. A I've bolt? got nothing. A bolt nothing. Made, meant white. Is I, that real? No. You can't listen. Don't don't put up an intellectual framework of an example and then think I'm going to be able to pull the example up. The intellectual not, scaffolding was weak yes, on this. It was well weak. The bolts are all coming undone. Yeah. No. Now listen. Why not? Um, so I'm walking. She's this young lady. Yeah. Young mother. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got a pram. And then no, a big it's one dog. of those buggies. You wouldn't yeah. call it a pram, but it's one of those buggies. Yeah. With a place underneath to store things. Store shopping, for example. Yes. This big dog lollops up to her. Right. Right. <laughs> and you can see its owner coming sort of behind, chasing the dog. No. Just just following. Probably. It's this sort of elderly looking woman with sunglasses. Right. And this expression like, "Don't fuck with me" on her face, basically. Oh, right. Really. Yeah. And she has a big dog. Yeah. It's not like a big, fierce-looking dog. It's just sort of a large dog. It's a large dog. It's a bit of a lolloping large dog. Yeah. Bit of, I think it could be a Doberman cross, actually. Did it look upset? Anyhow. I'm trying to do less scatological humour, but it doesn't work, does it? It just quite ends a lot of up people. coming across as yeah. Radio 4-worthy. Yeah. We don't want to do that. God forbid us getting on Radio 4. Can you imagine Paul? that? Cheap show Radio 4. Hello, everybody. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Cheese. Jeez, mm. <laughs> noodles. Oh, Eli, you silly sausage. Oh, I freaking love to lick a freaking cat, which I sometimes call pussy. Uh, Paul, Eli, I'm your producer of Radio Force Cheap Show. Uh, what is it, Derek? Uh, you are shit. This doesn't work in another <laughs> form, does it? No. no. It hasn't stopped you putting on fucking other shit. Oh, oh. the news quiz. Now, right. <laughs> <laughs> now <laughs> let's not get into this. Go on. So this dog lollops up. Yeah. And it's snuffling around. It's put its head into the, snuffle, the grocery snuffle, round. Snuffle, snuffle. Place, and it fucking, and she's screaming at it. Right. The woman. And uh, its head comes out, flicks back, and it's got in it between its teeth a whole pack of, like, hot dog buns. Stolen from the pram. Yeah. Right. Like a whole sheath of hot dog buns. A you know whole I mean? big cartridge of buns. Well, in, in cellophane. Yeah. So you can see what's inside it, yeah. obviously. And then it goes and literally it lollops off. And the woman sitting on the bench goes, again? <laughs> and the fucking owner hasn't said shit. Doesn't say shit at all. Just walks past with sunglasses. And the dog ran off with it. The dog gets yeah, puts it on the ground yeah. nearby and starts wolfing down these hot dogs. You know, gets inside it and is wolfing them and down. And the person with the pram goes, "Oh no, not again!" Yeah. And, and then, then everyone's looking grab- at the owner like, "Are you going to apologise?" Or and she's like, gonna, "Nah, fuck she it." She doesn't say shit. Right. Yeah, because she's got a dog she can't control that eats baby. Yeah, but you sausages. still apologise. You offer some money or something, don't you? You yeah, say, you could "Look, do. I'm sorry, oh, my dog ate your yeah. your hot dog buns again." How much? It's two packs. Did the woman with the pram go, "Oi, mate"? No, she and people were like, "Go on." She'd say something to her, and she was just like, oh. "It happens all the time." Yeah, basically. Yesterday it was celery. I don't know. <laughs> can't control it. Uh, so that was the first thing. Monday, um, Beethoven, bag of beans. Yeah, you know. Tuesday, Greyhound. 
Potatoes. <laughs> no, I think it was Wednesday. again like in, again on every detail. So again, that dog. Yeah. This part of the park and that probably, woman and probably that woman and also the uh, so maybe the food stuff theorizing it can smell hot dog buns. Well, maybe theorizing you go backwards and it's like one of these petty incidences that builds up over time. So initially, like the old lady walks a dog, attacks the pram. On that day, there was a bit of an altercation. Oh, you can't do this. And the old woman's like, I don't give a fuck, my dog, whatever. Anyway, next time, happens again. What, uh, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. Bit of an altercation, but again, doesn't go anywhere. The third time was when you stroll into it. And she's like, I'll, I'll leave I can't it. Be, I, I, can't I can't be doing with I'll this. I'll just buy some fucking more. And, as you can dog. see, just under the hood of the pram, she's polishing a gun. Yeah. Just, just polishing next it. Next time, the dog. The- next <laughs> time, next time, I'm going to make dog brain pizza. But it's not the dog's fault, is it? Yes, because you can teach a dog not to do that. Yeah, but it's the owner who has the responsibility of teaching the dog. Yes. Or punishing the dog. Or, you know. Licking the dog out. Having the dog on a, a leash, maybe. Maybe spraying some uh, whipped cream onto a old No. Having <laughs> the dog licking no. off. No. <laughs> dog. <laughs> Licks it all off. At the minute. Ah, uh, maybe stick a hot dog up her fanny. And, <laughs> and you've got the buns. So the dog could sort of run at her fanny with a bun. Like position that you're getting what you're getting the picture. The, oh, the bun is like, getting the picture. The straight out of his mouth. Yeah. Right. And she's got a no. <laughs> it fits together nicely, man. No. Slots right in. <laughs> Put some mustard in there. Dogs probably don't like mustard. <laughs> That's not my problem. That's not my complaint with this situation anyway, if a dog likes mustard or not. I was not. trying to make a serious point. <laughs> Yes, I was about the right. So the, and the other story. Yeah. Oh, there's two. <laughs> God Almighty. Right. Same walk. Yeah. Same walk. But this is more of a bit of a bugbear of mine. Paul. All right. Just okay. Into tales from the walking. Exactly. Thank you. Um, so there's no way you're going to do a tales from the dance floor anytime soon. Oh, are you? To shut up, man. Just saying. Tales from my own dance floor. Yeah. Tales from the one man dance floor. I wanked off. That's the tale. <laughs> So like your other tales from the dance floor, it'll be the same story week in, week out. I could just imagine someone asked for the Bee Gees and I said, oh, fuck off. And yeah, you go. could. You could invent. You could have your flatmate say, oh, why don't you put this on? Yeah. And you went, no. And there you go. So we're turning the corner in Camden Lock. Right. Right. Mm. And it's a sort of narrow point. I don't know if you know Camden uh, Market, but okay. there's the food court. You know the food court that's yes. right on the dock sort of thing? And then there's that path that goes out, that goes over that little bridge where the... They're just there? Yeah. Do you know it's kind of narrow there? Yes. Yeah, so we're f- coming from inside the market. Right, coming out of that archway. Co- going under the archway, just yeah. about to. Right. Jogger comes around the corner. Jogger. Straight away, around the corner. He, and runs towards us and literally goes... It literally says something. I wish I could remember the exact words, but he goes... That's, I'm going to be going through there, or something like that. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Get out the and way then, I'm coming yeah. through. Well, that's the place where I'm going to be, or something like that. It was like, that's my space there. Right. And I just went, you fucking prick! Like, I just, my piss boiled <laughs> that moment. Do you know what I mean? He's, one second before, he's appeared, I've... and we're already walking. Do you know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, the fucking rank, privilege, stink of it. Do you know what I mean? Fucking... I just can't stand these people. Yeah, I agree. We've had this problem before where we've mentioned joggers. When we did our walks last year, a number of times a jogger with no mask on comes running past. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then impatiently jogging on the spot, inches behind I you know. at a crossing. But that's okay, because at least they're sort of, you know. No, it's not okay. It's not okay, but it's better than that person who's literally attacking me verbally about just where I am standing. Oh, yeah, just because yeah. There's levels. I have no chance. Do you know what I mean? There's levels oh, of outrage. We all want to just stand back for the fucking, oh, the fitness man. The fitness man. 
man is coming. Make sure you give the fitness man his fucking space because he's so much better than us because he's in middle management and he's got a fucking fitness regime. You could just tell by the way, that's my gang, that kind of... Yeah, that sort of um, suppressed annoyance in his voice. You know what I mean? Not that, like that's my space. Yeah, yeah. Get out of my way. Yeah. Oh, that's my actual through. place, actually. You know, like actually, that's my. You know, who's got the? It's just like Ooh. I am the jogger man. Yeah, out of my way. Yeah. I'll be running. It's so there. middle management. It's so privileged. You know what I mean? I just ah. Oh. Do you think Brandoff's a jogger? Totally. Yes. Yeah. But He's he gets f- people to fucking just go and jog slap people around. Yeah. He brings people to his house to say, "Get out of my way," yeah. and slap them. <laughs> He, he, well, he's not at home anymore. No, he's not right? at home. He has to do that in prison. Uh, he's doing all right in prison. Is he? Did he? He keeps having these violent convulsions every now and then. People can't figure it out. They just have... Every now and then, he'll just start screaming and juddering on the ground for about juddering. two minutes. Juddering. Like the Judder Man? No, because the Judder Man is a thing from an advert for Mets, Booze, Mets, whatever you remember Mets? I do. You remember? Just now, funnily enough. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Was it called Mets? Yes. It was like a schnapps, right? It was, it was like a, a schnapps. It was an alco pop. Yeah. It was a lemonade. Oh, that's a good one. I, I remember it from the days. Do you remember Moscow Mules? Smirnoff that whole Moscow period Mules. of the 90s, where it was like uh, Bacardi <laughs> Breezers, Two Dogs. Uh, the original being Hooch. Hooch, yeah. All those fucking drinks. There's a peach one, wasn't there? A peach schnapps thing yeah, as well. I can't remember the name Fuck of that one. Fuck me. I must have drunk so much schnapps at university. It was like a thing though, wasn't it? You'd get a couple of like a couple of Metzes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then like a preloading thing. Yeah. And then you could make a, a, a what was it called? A, a, a atomic shandy where you got lager and then, was it Mets and you pulled it Or a Moscow in? Mule? Or one of them didn't make Mule? much difference. Did you remember much... Smirnoff Moscow Mules? No. It was like maybe. a pre-mixed Alcopop thing. Of what? Of it's vodka and whatever a Moscow Mule is. It's a sort. What of, is that? It's like lemonade and. Vodka oh or yeah, it might be a lemonadey kind of thing. I think so. Either way, because I have a very sweet tooth. That's all the stuff I drank at university. All those breezes and fucking. Yeah, sweet but it drinks. was big. Kind of that back then. It seemed bigger. They got all. If you're into that now, there's the whole world of it now. I tell you what. There? Here's an interesting fact. If you ever want to mix Guinness and hooch and drink that. Well, I'll say this. It tastes much better coming out than it does going in. I remember vomiting up a load of Guinness and two dot hooch or whatever it was yeah. and going, hmm. No. Like, you, know, <laughs> you, like, you were still drunk, as man. Opposed, maybe. As opposed <laughs> to what like I drank. You're like my mate. It. He was once so pissed. He was like passed out in his own vomit. Yeah. yeah. And someone <laughs> someone leant over and went, come on. Come on, mate. You know you have to get up, and yeah. he kind of went no, and sort of tried to pull the vomit over as if it was like like a blanket. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nestled down. <laughs> you know what I mean? He snuggles down. Anyway, just yeah. w- wanted to mention because I may have mentioned on the show before. It's just like that woman when I was walking up on the Parkway, the Highgate Parkway, which is that yes. disused rail line where you can. Yeah, walk. yeah, yeah. Right out of nowhere. Excuse me. Another jogger. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse, get out of my way. Excuse you. They should put a fucking bell on them like cyclists have to. Ring, ring. Oh, I hear a bell. I'll move out the way or step to the side. Well, just share the pedestrian space. It's or, not your fucking right. Yeah, Especially true. if you come round the corner and... You know what I mean? Yeah, out of the blue. It's like... What oh. should we do to them in our court of justice? Uh, the cheap show court of justice. Oh, I didn't mean to jog on Tuesday the 14th. I, I do apologise, sir. Well, I'm taking this piece of Lego oh. and I'm going to... Insert it? Into... Yes, my meters. Yes. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I should have known better. No, no, that doesn't work. Does should have known better. What? Put a piece of Lego in my meters. <laughs> should have known better. What's that? Should have known better. Is it Fergal Sharky? <laughs> or am I thinking of Sharky and George? Oh, I don't know. Sharky and George? The Crime Busters of the Sea. One of oh, those, was that, um, one of those are kind of Italian or French cartoons that got dubbed. Oh, I thought it was like a Hanna-Barbera one. No, I don't think so. Do you know what the Hanna-Barbera... You're, you're thinking of... Um, Oingo Boingo. 
um, Oinky Doinky. What's he called? Woobly, no, wiggly, like... squiggly, wiggly. Squiddly... You're going mad. Stop it. <laughs> squiddly, widdly. No. I used I... to have that on video. Do you remember Squiddly, widdly? Snorks is what they were called. <laughs> and an I'm going mad. An, on, an underwater Smurfs that Hanna-Barbera did oh. when the Smurfs were popular. They thought, uh, what else have we got? Let's invent something that's just like them, like when we did the Scooby-Doo clones. We need to move on. We've got two points of... Can I just tell you that Squiddly Diddly is a real thing? Did yes, you know it's that? Yes, it's an octopus character yeah. from Hanna-Barbera. Yes. And uh, he probably solved ghostly crimes. I don't know. It's a bit more of a sort of Yogi Bear ripoff because oh, you've got okay. the, the, zoo, the aquarium keeper oh okay and top cat antagonist yeah, yeah, kind of thing yeah. right so quickly two things of point of interest one is uh, when we were talking about last week the Frank Sidebottom cartoon we were wondering where does this come from oink oink which was a, a, a which st- I collected now oink was not Viz but it was kind of like the gateway drug between Beano and Viz it was kind of like the middle is a bit too rude but not as like rude, rude as Viz yes exactly and yeah. in my age group, wasn't it before Viz, Oink? No. Are you sure? No, because Viz was the first of its kind. Without Viz, Oink wouldn't have been published. There was other things I, for kids as well. Do you know well, for a like fact Viz acne. came out before Oink? And zit. Do you know for a fact that Viz came out before Oink? What came out first, Oink or Viz? Oink was released in 86 and it ran till 88 and Viz and came out before that. How do you know? Because it said it came out to capitalise on the success of Viz. Oh, right then. Yes. So I was there right at the inception and I wish I'd, of course, I wish I'd kept those now. Yeah. Because uh, I, the first one did, I rem- recall, had a flexi disc on it. Oh, yeah. Because that was, um. oh, what was that? That was a Frank Sidebottom flexi disc. Sidebottom fra- flexi disc. Yeah, that's the kind of thing you want. So, I know. But th- I used to buy them and uh, they appealed to me for that exact same reason, that it was just like... A bit s- naughty. Slightly ruder. I had one called, was it Acne Magazine? And I can't remember who Wasn't that like a it. Mad Magazine clone? No, because it was a British kind of And kids. did it have the soft cover? That like Oink had a... Was it like, was more like Oink and Viz in the, in the cover, how it was broken wasn't down. It wasn't a glossy cover. No, It was no, just no, a no, newsprint no. cover, yeah. No. I also seem to remember one called The Bog Paper, which was a Marvel comic, UK Marvel, that was like naughty, sturdy. Like they had, for instance, Doctor Pooh. Yeah. And his Turdis. It was that kind of stuff. It wasn't great. The Oink but, wasn't great either. No. And it didn't... Didn't really um, spawn any... I only ran for like four years. But Viz is like that. But when people say, oh, Viz isn't as good as it used to be, I kind of think that's that whole familiarity breeds contempt. Of course. Because I've dipped into it every now and over the years, and every now I've picked it up out of context of following it monthly. It's been like, oh, this is fun. That's a good laugh. I like those adverts. The letter page is still funny. Yeah, so, I, I like yeah. it. So there's that. Second thing of point of interest that we need to... Dr- off the docket is... Um, Scare bears. Scare bears. So I got. I found out the guy online who invented the scare bears is a guy called George uh, Nicholas. Yes. And he sent me a message on Facebook, and I forgot to follow it up before this recording. But he was saying he also created the were bears. I think the were bears were bigger. No, they were. But weird how the scare bears and not the were bears got into the. Um... Comicade book. Cartoon well, Scare Bears came first. It was like a cartoons that didn't go anywhere. But then he used those designs and turned them into the toys called the Were Bears, which were cuddly teddy bears that you kind of turned inside out so they looked like scary monsters. But the Scare Bears were monsters already. They had yeah. no, no transformation gimmick. They were just, right. here's a Frankenstein one, here's a Dracula one. I would love one. to get one of those anyway. Yeah. I love things. But they were, you just, know what, but they were just a cartoon It's strip. like those spoons, the shreddy spoons based on the Universal Monsters I've got. Oh, yeah. Oh, baby. Do you know what? I love things that are based on the Universal Monsters. Yes. Do you like Monster Squad? 
I've never seen it. Mate, we need to fucking watch Monster Squad. How have you not seen Monster Squad? I don't never got round. It wasn't in the video shop in Letchworth. All right, we'll fix that one. Where we used to go, you know, get videos out. George says, hi, I've just had an inquiry about my characters, the Scare Bears, from you. You might want to check out my other more famous characters, the Were Bears. There's a wiki link, etc. They were produced as an interchangeable toy that changed from cute to nasty in the 90s. I licensed it to Hornby to make the plush toy, and I produced the Were Bear comics to tie in, which had a circulation of around eighty to 100,000 per issue. It's not bad, is it? It's not too bad for that time. So, obviously, the Scare Bears, I think, was just the kind of the warm-up to... The more successful the scare bears, sorry, were more were the warm up to the more successful were bears. Yeah. So there we go. But both of them are a rip off of care bears. Well, that's the whole play on words, isn't, isn't it? Isn't it a bit like sort of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as well? Wasn't there a sort of something in the air where you take a sort of creature and a, a cute or nice creature and yeah. then you give it a sort of ninja or horror or you know? Yeah. That was very much oh, biker mice from Mars. All of this, uh, pizza cats, samurai pizza cats. Yeah, <laughs> Avengers, I mean, penguins. It's, a, it's sort of in the same wheelhouse as that kind of idea, isn't it? Yeah, just cram it all together. But you know, you're trading on a popular thing because around the time I think the werebear, the scare bears was as a cartoon strip that was just off the back of the popularity of care bears, so, which were huge. Care yeah, bears which, were huge, weren't they? Disgusting. I didn't huge. like them. So yeah, scare bears, care bears, wear bears, nair bears, bear bears, hair bears, hair bears. That'd be good. You could comb them. Chair bears. Like, Paul, a hair bear could be like... Square bears. Well, that's... Can be square. Yeah. Uh, But not the shape, as in like they're really into like playing risk. Nerdy bears. Yeah, and they collect stamps. Line dancing bears. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. um, That's square dancing bears. So it would be square dancing bear dancing. (laughs) That's what I thought. Line (laughs) dancing. Square dancing bear dancing. Oh, birds. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, What's coming up on the show today? No. (laughs) Come on, we have to finish this segment. It's 20 minutes. Snare bears. Chair bears. Hair bears. That's it. Yeah. Imagine hair bears. Thank they you, could... I did. Let's no, move on. Could... You know what they could be? They're like my little pony manes, but all over the bear. Yeah. So you could comb it. Yeah. And put clips on it. Right. And maybe you could have a special dye. <laughs> Spray it. <Ooh. laughs> what make it? What colour? Yeah. Pink. Oh, nice. Or blue. If anyone's listening to, out there who makes toys, or Eli green. would Good like sparkles. to... Um... Put some little sparkles in. Little, little sparkle, sparkle clip. Little clip. It's my hair bear. <laughs> my hair bear. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, on that weird moment, let's just end the Let segment. Let me introduce you to my hair bear. No, no. It's my knob. No, you've ruined it again. He's you've nestled. ruined it. He's nestled. He's not, I'm not, don't He's call your the... dick the hair bear. That's horrible. <laughs> it's my new one. Well, it's been a while, Mr. Silverman, but I think it's finally time to return to Mr. Platter. M- Mr. Platter? Yeah. Who's he? M- Mr. He- oh, here he comes. Oh, no. I didn't mean to start a character. <laughs> oh, every time you fucking fuck up, a new character is born, yeah? That's, That's terrible, what happens. That's a terrible burden to place upon me. When you say Specifically Mr. me. Also, you know who else we got waiting? What? Mr. Boys and Girls or whatever. No, but that's yeah, a fine. he's that's a, a character. It's, it's a not, character, it's Mr. Boys not. and Girls. Every time you say Mr. in that cutesy fucking way. Oh, Mr. This. Oh, Mr. This. Mr. Silverman. Oh, Mr. This. Oh, Mr. Cunt. <laughs> Oh, hello, everybody. I'm Eli Silverman. Um, it's not the beginning of the show. <laughs> hello. You can't suddenly decide to become engaged in the format. Now, it's time for Silverman's Platters. I'll introduce Silverman's Platters. Yes, okay? yes. Hello, everybody. Eli Silverman. It's time for Silverman's Platters. Uh, this is the part of the show where we talk about forgotten gems and <laughs> overlooked <laughs> classics. Eli Silverman's Platters. And you know what? This segment's got... <laughs> No, there he goes. 
world's falling apart. <laughs> the foundation's crumbling. This, this segment, mate. Yep, yep. It's like you're starting up from a cassette. Hello, everybody. Oh, you start from the beginning. All right, go on. Hello, everybody. It's Eli Silverman here. It's time for My Platters. That's Silverman's Platters. It's where we look at uncovered gems from the... When's it going to fall apart? It's where we look at classics from the world of Moog music, novelty records, and obscure B-sides. And there's a patron saint of this uh, segment. We have to, by law, call him up now, see how he's doing. Uh, the patron saint, who is Jimmy McCracklin. No, hang on. Jimmy McCracklin! <laughs> Clyde McFatter. <laughs> there you go. The building's down. <laughs> now, I'm going to call Clyde McFatter, and we need his say-so to get this Silverman's platters... Get- this is such a fucking car wreck. <laughs> ...going. To get the platters going, I just have to call him now. Do, 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 do. I'm not doing a sound effect this week, so just say hello to him. Well, no, I was doing the sound effect. I, I'm, I'm saving you, you work. You're not saving me work by going do, 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 do. It's my phone. I'm calling Clyde McFatter, the patron saint of Silverman's platters. Right, well, just, Paul, just in the future when you're editing this, don't put a sound effect over it. Just I don't Eli want do you it. to. I, don't, I want, to, just, I want just people to hear my fucking sound effect. Five minutes less work. I want people to hear this sound effect. Are All you right, okay? okay. Are you going to let me do something? I'm going to let you do it. And I'm going to go over now to the patron saint of Silverman's platters. Yes, it's Clyde McFatter, and he should be available on the phone now. It's going through. It's drowning in a bath. You ready? Yes. Pick up the phone. I'm not in. No, you're in. I'm not. You called my house number. I'm All not right, in. I'll try the different number. I think that was his landline. Dude, here's the here's the mobile. <laughs> here's his mobile. Sorry, yeah, that was his landline. Here's the mobile number. It's ringing. Oh, that cunt Eli's calling me. I don't want to go pick up to him. Every time he calls up, he's asking for money. He wants me to do an intro to his stupid little podcast. I'm not doing it. I'm Clive McFatter. I don't have to do nothing. Disregard. Beep. Yeah, we couldn't get through to Clive there. (laughs) (laughs) But we're going to go ahead. Yes, it's another episode of Please Enjoy the Music with Silverman's Platters. Hooray. We haven't done it in a while, so it's nice to every now and then dip into the good old record box and pull out some lovely vinyl platter. And what do we specialise on? Specialise in? In? In. On. We specialise in I specialise on someone. No, you don't. That's the problem. (laughs) You obviously don't. Unless that's someone's Keith. Right. So, we do novelties. We like novelties. We do love our novelties. Comedy, rap records. Yeah. Moog we cover. Moog. We like. Moog. Moog, There's a big, the Venn diagram of records containing Moog. Moog. And novelty records have got a very large, fat intersection in the middle. There's a very large, chubby intersection in the middle. There's a chubby, greasy intersection. Sloughing. There's a chubby overlap. So, what we're going to start with uh, today, I've got a couple, and then we've got... um, Little deep dive into uh, yeah. Football. Is this what your radio show's like? Soho? No, no. Good, because it'd be awful. <laughs> I'm sweating now. Why are you sweating? It's hot in here. It's not. You like you like it like granny house, don't you? Yeah, I do you like, like it, it cozy. All like can't breathe. Yeah, I love perfume it. Perfume going up my nose. Yeah. I'm gonna asphyxiate in a whole miasma of granny perfume. Oh, fucking miasma. Here he comes. A miasma. Right. Do you want to do your first record? What do you want to do? It's like plasma in here. It's not. Do what do you want to do first? Let's do Fandabby Dozy. You want to do Fandabby Dozy? This is something that you've been very, very happy to talk about in the lead up to this episode. Now this is. A record by the Crankies, and indeed, Fandabby Dozy is the catchphrase of the Crankies. It is. Now, we have covered the Crankies before on the show to give you a very potted history. 
double act, husband and wife, husband plays uh, the grumpy host, and the wife plays a naughty schoolboy, and that's the antics. They had a couple of kids shows. They had kids shows. They did lots of panto and theatre work, and uh, they also had, famously, orgies. Uh, oh, they were swingers that as well. Were, you weren't allowed in if your name was Bobby Davro. But they never invited Davro. Apparently Bobby Davro left a note left a note one day saying, you never invite me. And they went, uh, <laughs> just moved Davro, on. that's because of the incident. Yeah, the Davro incident. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that was. Well, he probably, you know, tried to... Who broke my lovely vase? I don't really know. It was Davro. It was Davro. So, so they were swingers. I mean, that's by the by. Which is fine, which is fine. But, you know... The question's always arisen. Do you think did this... Jeanette Cranky wear a schoolboy's uniform in bed with her husband when Push literally came to shove? I bet it, I bet she did. I bet they I would have. Yeah. Not with not not with him. But I would have dressed up as a you know what? Um... <laughs> Paul. Now yeah. little question. Now for me, the crankies came on when I was a very impressionable child and I kind of thought they were famous. You know when you're a kid and if someone's on telly you just think they must be Well they were. Huge. Yeah, but they weren't... They were as famous as they had any right to and be. Were they as famous like Dick and Dom or some... What's the equivalent? About the same. Yeah. I mean, look, the, the culture's changed, but you got to remember, they had multiple BBC and ITV kids shows in those, you know, afternoon They did, slot. didn't they? They yeah. seemed to be on a lot. There wasn't just one format. They did no, more than one. They, they did, were, like, live ones. Tours. They were obviously Royal Variety Performance bollocks, and they do pantos. They obviously had a sustainable career that I'm pretty sure they still do today. Yes, but it's... They're very much of that variety type act. It's like yeah. an act, isn't it? It's well, a... You wouldn't really get acts like this these days unless they were postmodern, ironic meta. Yeah, that was the joke, sort of. Jeanette Cranky's a naughty schoolboy yeah. and the husband played the, oh, you're always getting in the way of my plans. Yeah, but they must have been developed live on the road before they got on TV. Yeah, because yeah. that's how the job went. You know, that was, you spent But that's 20, what I mean, there's something very years. old school about it. There's something very sort of end of an era about them. You didn't get yes. there like very, really after them. No, because you think of the acts like that. As I said, you've got Chuckle like... Chuckle Brothers, maybe. Chuckle Brothers were probably the last of its kind. But they are in that same sort of ilk, the yeah. Chuckle Brothers, aren't they? I would say cut above, though, Chuckle Brothers. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, something there's really some good, endearing good about them. There's some good, good routines, basically. Well, that, that's the thing. They really did know how to do... The silent comedy stuff, and that went a long way to me. Well, that was it. Went a long way to keeping them relevant in many respects because they kind of existed in their own world. Slapstick is timeless, isn't it? If it's done well. Whereas this, the crankies haven't fared so well. But I thought it was a boy because I was a child. Of course, you because that was the conceit, and it worked because she was quite a small lady, so she could get away playing the schoolboy. Look, boyish looks, I guess as well. Yeah. He's just like a sort of men's club. The photo, which you can see photos, everybody, of on the, of, on the website, the cheap.co.uk. Of the cover art. This is another reason I've snatched this up when I found it in a charity shop, Paul, is that it has the original picture sleeve, which is nice. Now, on this just, seven just a single. quick one last note is that it suddenly dawned on me that their routine is no real different between like that and a ventriloquist act. It, that's you essentially what it is, isn't it? When you think about it, it's like you can easily imagine. Sitting on the le- on the leg. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. And they get into an argument, and it is she. I think an episode- Jimmy Cranky is essentially a, a, a puppet. Yeah, a naughty puppet, the an character a- of a puppet, an anarchy causing uh, poltergeist. So it really, it, they re- their act really has its roots in that old school variety yeah. working men's club uh, music hall. Almost. End of the pier, almost. Yeah, end of the pier. All of that is yeah. redolent of that. 
yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. also got a kind of creepiness to it. It's creepy you know I mean? because if you know if you know how that if you know particular swingers, if you know how come. the meters made, so to speak, then it's like oh, the meters made, not the meters made. <laughs> <laughs> no, not the meters. Hello, I'm the meters made. Oh God, I've come to clean your meters. Oh, give it a little swab then. Here we go. I've got a little Q-tip. Oh. It oh, it's barking at me like a little goldfish. Oh, my God. Barking like a goldfish? I'm just going to clean its little mouth. Oh, he's a good little boy. Oh, oh he's a lovely little boy. really disgusted me with I'm her. I'm just going to put some lovely, lovely powder on it. Hello. Puff, puff. What puff, is your puff. first name, Metus, mate? Uh, well, it's a strange name from a, an old, the old country. Oh, what is it, please? Sticky. You're fired, Sticky, mate. <laughs> no, Sticky Metus. <laughs> sticky Metus, mate. <laughs> I made some sticky meters too in my time. <laughs> Lovely sticky meters um, made. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Let's have fun. Bye. Bye. Forever. Oh. It's nice to have a clean meters, though. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible character. So, now, let's play the track, shall play we? Play the track. So, here is the song that they released, and we'll go into it after you hear the little bit of Fan Dabby Dozy. So when was that released? 81. Was it their first hit? Because they did another one where it was like the Crankies in Majorca or something like that. I have no clue. You're Hang on, have let me have a little... The, I should have done a bit of research. research. Uh, discography. Yeah. Here we go. They've got several records. It's on Discogs. Ian and Jeanette Tr- Tough or Toe. Tough, T-O-U-G-H, their name is spelled. Tough. Tr- tough, that's how you spell tough, yeah. Ian and Jeanette have been in show business for 35 years, headlining every major theatre in the UK, playing every town in Australia from Perth to Darwin. Oh, they're big in the they're Australia. They're also good on cruise line work for Cunard and the QE2 and yeah, some cruises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you remember the 80s, you remember the Cranky. Some oh, Cracker Jack. They were on Cracker Jack, that's that was, it. That was the, probably the big now, one for Just them. give me a little uh, summary of what Cracker Jack actually was. Kids TV show where but kids it was like won a prizes. Variety, it was a variety show as well, because they'd have acts on, like the Crankies. A bit of variety, a bit of Double Dare type gameplay. Memory they have Orville on that. Maybe. The 80s version might have. So, oh, okay. It wasn't their first hit. Their first hit was called Where's Me Mum from 1975. Wow. wow. And then they had another one called Charlie Brown uh, in 79. I have to locate these. Van Dabby Dozy released on Monarch was 81. Yeah. Jimmy's Gang, Hubba Dubba Doobie. Hubba Dubba Doobie. It was in 82. Uh, We're Going to Spain is the one I was thinking of. Uh, 82. Yeah. The Cranky Rock and Hand in Hand at Christmas. Wow, they did a Christmas one. Yeah, they did There's a few a albums. a rich seam of novelty ones. Three albums as well. What? So the Two Sides of the Crankies, which is an LP, the Fan Dabby Dozy, which is the album that single comes from, and then the Crankies Go to Hollywood. Not Frankie Goes to Hollywood. The Crankies, Crankies Go. Which, fair play, but you good ne- gag. But you know what? I never see their LPs in charity shops. So I'm going to keep my eye out for all these other ones that preceded this. Just because that Fan Dabby Dozy is like what they say. She, that was their catchphrase, wasn't it? Jimmy like Cranky, I Carumba. Jimmy Cranky. Yeah, exactly. Bart Simpson before Bart it's Simpson. It's like Eat My Shorts or yeah. I Carumba, yeah. Well, that's kind of weird how that's true and he's Homer Simpson. In fact, that's exactly the kind of... The dynamic. Uh, weirdly, isn't it? Yes. Why I order Yeah, dough. basically, yeah. 
You're stupid. You're stupid boy. It's always like, as well, the other thing that wouldn't fly today is the fact that he's sort of always threatening violence towards Jimmy. I guess, but he's a naughty boy. No, but on the B side of this... It's about how he's a naughty boy. No, he gets a clip round... He gets beaten. Yeah. Explicitly in the lyric. Let's go backtrack. Do you actually like that song? What, this song? For what it is. For what it is. Do you think it's good? I just wanted to say, I assumed this was their only one because it is their most famous thing. It's the thing they used to say. But they they waited six years before they released a single with the thing that they always say, strangely. But then maybe they didn't have that catchphrase until they became popular on TV. You just don't know. You just don't know. It might have come up later, the catchphrase, yeah. Before we know, the first album was like stuff from when they were touring. Mm. You know, when they were big on tours but they had all the albums they sold in the boot of their car are we definitely keeping an eye open for the other is, ones is especially Mo- the Christmas one is Monica a well known label I'm assuming because this was distributed by Pi that okay. it's a smallish label and I bet it's Scottish well you'd think so with it being the Crankies yeah I, I'm assuming it's like a, a, a small Scottish label I'm going to have a look yeah have a look uh, Monarch Record UK label 79 to 83 okay they released Axe for Fucking hell. Twice Shy, Richard Quinn, Jackie Linton, Daryl Reed, The Royals. The Crankies might be their biggest name. It sounds like they are, doesn't it? Ricky Dean. God, I don't know. And The Sun Folk. Never heard of them. It's a very small label because this is only their 21st release. How do you know? It says Monarch 21. It's the oh, fair enough. index code. Yeah. See, okay, I quite like that track. It has, It's quite good for Basically, what it is. Basically, they are trying to jump on the disco novelty train, aren't they? No, it's they glam, explicit- isn't it? Yes, no, but it's glam disco. What is glam disco? Is Slade glam disco? Sort of. It's the sort of... Is the it more popular disc- glam? Imagine glam with the stomping. Yeah. You, Rumore is like glam disco. You know that tune, Rumore? Okay, yeah, that's true. Should we just play a little bit of that for them? Oh, we, we've had we've had no excuse to play Rumore Let's yet. just play a bit of that. Rumore, we both mate, love this. We both love it. And yeah. it, I think it's a bit glam, isn't it? It's a little bit, a bit glam. disco glam. Have a little bit of this, just as a nice palate cleanser. Yeah, it's fucking stomper, that. This is the same kind of stomp. Yes. So it's a disco, but the other reason I say that they're trying to jump on the disco thing is because they explicitly mention it in the lyrics. Yes. Oh, I'm into disco or whatever. Oh, I guess so. But isn't it one of those instances like when a comedian does a rap song and they don't quite understand rap and it just sounds like Exactly. Well, that's exactly what I was going to say. it's not rap. If you put out enough novelty records in that time period, one of them's going to be a disco. Okay, I guess. Pastiche or a disco. Because like we've discussed before, it was... So they're kind of confusing Disco was everywhere. It was omnipresent. And by 81, it's already at the sort of tail end where it's just so saturated that everyone's sick of it. So is Glitter more like this then? Gary Glitter? No, Glitter's years before again. 
No, but that's what I'm saying. This kind of feels a little bit outdated by 81. It totally is, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. And it's like... But it's well have... produced. It sounds great. Yeah. Out of all the novelty songs I've heard by acts like that, I don't hate that one. No. I was actually smiling most of the way through. It's got a sense of humour. It's got it's a, bit a bit of a groove. It's a got bit a bit of a groove. And it's, it's not like, the worst thing ever. It's no. nicely put together. It's like the guitar sounds nice. It's got that, what was it, the vocoder or the uh, something. In the... It's got that spank box. Not a spank box. It's not a spank box. I don't know why you keep calling it a spank box. Because <laughs> I've got a spank box. You don't have a spank box. I've got a big square you have spank box. a sad box. dick. I've got a square spank box that I place my nubbing in. Yeah, do you? What For what end? I, for popping. For popping what? Popping my nubbing out. Right, popping nubbing out of your spank you get box. The spank side this of box. This is nonsense. Absolute <laughs> fucking word salad. Give the box a shake. Yeah. Oh, is the spanker in there? He is. And the nubbin. He is. <laughs> Just ask me about it later. Okay? Right. Why? Where is the fucking record? Because I want to talk about the B-side. The B-side? Isn't it on the bo- in the actual Can machine? Can you open it for me, please? So, yeah, what is the B-side again? The B-side is Wee Jimmy Cranky. So it's a little origin story for we. He's at school, and it's a little bit kind of nursery rhyme, folky almost kind of. Not as strong as the A side. We Jimmy Cranky's the B side. It goes up at the end like a lot of these records do. Yeah, right up my ass. <laughs> you know when it goes up, it goes up one key at the end. Yeah, God, they love key doing change. It. I've, it's, I believe the common parlance. But at least they did a different song. They didn't just slap the instrumental. This is. I I'm away. actually a bit disappointed. I don't have the instrumental of Fandabi Dozy. Fandabi Dozy. Oi, oi. It's very familiar. Yes. Very familiar. How many platter? Is it a platter? You know what? It is. It's a platter for me, not a splatter. That's how we judge things it's on not this a, segment. It's not, a, it's not a hateful... It seems to be a record that's actually come from a, a, a live culture of them working. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not just a sort of cash-in. It's I like mean, what it's they a, do for def- a living. It's definitely a cash-in, but it's, it's a, a cash-in done with a little bit of effort. A little bit of class. A little bit more... Uh, I'm not gonna, no, I'm not going to say panache. I'm not going to use the word it's panache, not panache and no. the crankies no. in the same and sentence. It does have as seen on TV, so they are on a little pretend sticker on the sleeve, so they are trying yeah. to... Although it does sound like a great Turkish prog band. What does? Cranky panache. <laughs> <laughs> Racist. That's not racist. racist. Oh, what are the Turks? All their funny Turkish oh, words. Well, all the what do they have got? Delight. Call it delight. I call it tooth sticky together. That's right. All this coming from a man who was fucking I extolling was fucking... the virtues of putting a sausage up an old lady's muff. She put it there herself. No, you suggested it and she went along with the idea. She put it there herself. She's very disturbed. No, and then the dog this woman comes... does not exist. And then she's <laughs> you. She is. Create... She's the woman off the park who's dog no. met neck. The but she doesn't dog do buns. this. This is your fantasy. Well, you can say that. I am. And this is quite a rigid hot dog. Frozen. Come on, mate. (laughs) Is this this how we're wrapping this segment up? We're we're calling back to the sausage fanny. We are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right, good. Right, that is. No, I need to know. It's a platter from you. It's a platter from I enjoyed it. I think it's actually harmless and quite. Yeah, it's not hateful. It's not a hateful novelty record. It's not like a Steve Wright one. No, no. Uh, so that's Van Dabby Dozy. It's a, it's a platter for me as well. There we go. Well, in our Silverman's platter section, we continue after this commercial break. Hush, damn, I've got to edit a commercial in now. Bollocks. You don't have to. You could just do a sound effect. After this, sound effect. Jingle jangle. <laughs> <laughs> So, no messing about, Mr. Silverman, what's next on the docket? La Danse des Canards. <laughs> That's easy for you to say. Uh, on the B-side, L'Amour comme ça. But? And it's by J.J. Lionel. 
And it's interesting that unless you've translated it in your head and already made the connection, I don't know if we've covered this song before properly. We haven't, but it's a huge monster under the bed in the world of late 80s novelty ephemera. So I tell you what, let's just play the track right now. Let's just get right into it. In case it. you haven't guessed, you'll get it. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, for your delectation, it is Le Dons de Canards. <laughs> C'est la danse des canards qui en sortant de la main se secouent le bas des reins et font coin coin. Faites comme les petits canards et pour que tout le monde se marre, remuez du popotin en son coin coin. À présent claquer du bec en secouant vos plumes avec, avec beaucoup plus d'entrain et des coin coin. Allez mettez-en un coup, on s'amuse comme des petits fous. Maintenant pliez les genoux, redressez-vous. C'est la danse des canards, les gamins comme les loupards vont danser ce guerre refrain dans tous les coins. Ne soyez pas en retard, car la danse des canards, c'est le tube de demain. Coin, 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 coin. Il suffit de fermer son bec en mettant ses plumes au sec. les genoux, c'est bien. Et faites coin, coin. Ça y est, vous avez compris. Attention, c'est pas fini. Nous allons jusqu'au matin faire des coin, coin. Yes, it's better known on these shores, Paul, as the birdie song. Yes, and um, you said it was the original, but when we did a little bit of research... I assumed it was the original, because I knew... It... What it is, Paul, it's yeah. a traditional tune that they used to do at the Can-Can at Le Moulin Rouge or whatever, isn't it? Well, then, da, should we do, da, 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 do, da, do da, the history da, of it? It's that, isn't it? Da, 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 no. da, da. It's not that, is it? Let it sounds me tell like you. that. Let me tell you the history of it, because on the Wikipedia, it's listed as the chicken dance. For whatever reason. These are ducks. Canard is duck. Yeah. So the chicken dance, also known as the bird song, the birdie song, the bird dance, or the chicken song, is an umpa song. It's an associated fad dance, which is fad now... Fad dance. That's yeah. just a weird term that you don't hear used. No. But it's now a contemporary dance throughout the Western world. The song was composed by accordion player Werner Thomas from Davos, Switzerland in the 50s. Right. Then it goes into a... About, talks about the description of the scene where it's like, it's a... It's a cut time C major dominant chord thing it's like we don't need to know about that but the name of the original Swiss song was called De Entontans The Duck Dance The Duck Dance right it is rumoured to be a drinking song originally sung at Oktoberfest sometime in the late 1970s the song was acquired by the name Vogeltanz or The Bird Dance oh, yeah. or Vogeltanz Little Bird Dance or Birdie Dance although these names never really seriously caught on in Germany weird but if you buy sheet music, it's called The Dance of the Little Bird. That, so it's like a tune that's out there. It's not associated with one any one particular recording. It's almost become a folk song in some respects. Yes, in it's a it sort was... of modern folk song, but it's got that... It's not... No, it's got... Didn't it have like, put it on your head over there, and my head is over here, and I put it on your head over there? No. Is it coming up round here? Is it coming up round there? this Yeah, all right, good. That's the thing about that song. You can just layer anything on it. Anything on it. Anything. Now, my personal... It was done by a group that was made up, obviously, called The Tweets. In the UK in 1980. And that reminds me of... Do you know what it reminds me of? Another behemoth of the novelty scene. Popcorn. Popcorn is more... But it was recorded different people in different parts of Europe. All recorded popcorn. 
and brought yes. out their own versions of it. Because I've got that French version with no, lyrics no. on it, and there's different variants. Yeah, we've that. covered... Um, and the Italian version I've got as well. We've covered Popcorn in the past, and yeah, there are multiple initi- uh, iterations of it. The Italian version, the B-side, is actually that song that was at the end of last year's Quest episode. Oh, yes, it was. You're right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I Mr. Use K, Synth- Synthetic yeah. Sister number nine, is it? Yeah. Yeah. So in 63, Werner Thomas played the song in restaurants and hotels, and during one of the performances, a Belgian producer by the name of Louis van Rienmanant heard the song. Then they had some lyrics created, and in 70, released it into the public uh, through his company called Intervox Music, mm. which is interesting. Intervox now manages the public rights around the world for this track. In the UK, where it's known as Valentine Music, US September Music, and Benelux Music in the Netherlands. What's the producer called that you said who'd bought it? Van Rimenant. Oh, yeah. He's not listed on this version. Not on that version, because it goes into a few different versions of Yeah, there's of loads it. of them, aren't there? In the 80s, a Dutch band called Die Electronicas released an instrumental version called Die Vogel Jetson Dance. I had... Have seen that, and I'm going to pick it up because that's the sort of most moogie version. And it was a success. Yeah. It was in the charts for seven months, which is fucking huge hit back then. And then we get to our version, which is French, Don Le Des Canards. LL. When it became known as... J.J. Lionel. The Song of the Little Birds or whatever. The Dance Des Canards, the duck dance. Apparently, there are 140 versions of it that have been recorded worldwide. Do you know what I mean? Including ones that have been released by the Disney company, meaning they've sold, on this version of the song, well, the song itself worldwide, has sold 40 million copies. So it must be up there in the sort of teens of the biggest um, money-making songs of all time. Yeah. It was released in 81 at the Tulsa Oktoberfest, where it became a staple since then, although it was known as the chicken dance in that instance. It's been used in loads of things. Chart success. This is where we get to what I think we all recognise in the UK. In 81, Henry Hadaway uh, produced a version of the song called The Chicken Dance and released in the United Kingdom as an instrumental novelty tune called The Birdie Song by The Tweets. Yeah, but then everyone used to make up their own little... I think it really caught on then because people made... It was like a dance you did. Put your hand on your hips. No, 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 it was never. And you swivel your little arse around. Then you put a feather in it and you put the feather up it and you've got a metre swaggle stick. And you got it in your bum. And you you sniff the end of the feather. Mate. So it got to number two in the singles charts at 81, and that makes it the most and popular version in, in existence. Of the British version. The vi- is yes. by was, record sales, the most popular That's what version. I was going to say, Paul, about my personal recollection. It yeah. was huge. It yeah. was everyone. It was just everywhere. If you went to Butlins, it would be played with the kids' party thing. If you were a family disco, dad's 40th, you know what Anything. I mean? Grand's 70th. It's the only equivalent, again, I know we pick it up a lot, but yeah. is Gang Gang style, isn't it? Really? That today, yeah, maybe. Instead of its ubiquity for a whole sort of year. But or Gangnam whatever. Style doesn't work in the same way as this or Superman or Do the Conga. You know, songs where there's like a kind of unified understanding between everyone in the room, silently that as soon as that song kicks in, they know exactly what dance moves to do. Yes, but this does. That's what I mean, because it had its own dance. Put your hand down. Well, no, the, the lyrics were with a little bit of this and a little a bit little of that. Bit shake of this your and bum. A little bit of that. Shake. Yeah, everyone liked to shake your bum bit, didn't they? Because you can stick your bum out. Um, you go, oh, I do like my bum, actually. I think it's quite a good one. <laughs> oh, Barry's looking at it. Usually I Not say Barry, talk into the mic, but at this point, <laughs> talk far away from the mic. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm having a little trip down memory Mate, lane, Paul. Alternative lyrics apparently are, I don't want to be a chicken, I don't want to be a duck, so I shake my butt, quack, 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 quack. 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 What, I've never heard that before. In 1990, Dutch band Grandmaster Chicken and DJ Duck released it as oh my Check God. Out the Chicken, which peaked at number 16 in Australia. I need to hear that. It, it's fucking mental. And here's the other thing. So in the UK, we've got those lyrics. 
um, with a little bit of this and a little bit, which is dumb as fuck because the song doesn't have lyrics in, does it? Well, this version does. Well, this is what I'm going to get to. Hang the on. dance of the ducks, and it's the dance of the ducks, and they say... What's it called again? Le, le, le dance des canards. Okay, so in the UK, it's... And a little bit of that, and you shake your, your bum, bum, and then uh, sniff the feather. Sniff the feather, and dirty meters. Yeah. Right. Whereas... I've got a waxy, waxy, wax. The my... lyrics... Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't, I can't help myself, Paul. Every now and then, I should try. help myself. Just, no, I no, do no, actually, you know what? <laughs> don't. Never help sometimes yourself. Sometimes I do help myself yeah. to oh. myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> help yeah. yourself to the salads. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there we've lost them. <laughs> Make yourself a homie, right. like, so, at home. <laughs> in the UK, it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, right? A bit nonsensical that I think we've all come and up with. And then stick out your bum, basically. In, yeah. in France, the lyrics to this song are... It is the dance of the ducks that a, out of the pond will shake the lower back. The, 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 their lower the, back? Well, it's the bad translation. It probably ass. works. Probably works better in its native tongue. Shake your ass! Uh, and make quacks made of little ducks and everybody laughs. Da, 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 Do Stay the butt making quack. Now slam the big shaking feathers with your bum. La 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 bum. la. With much more enthusiasm and make quack. Put it in your shot. Put it in your shot. Go put it in one shot. Ooh. We have fun like crazy. Now bend your knees, straighten up. <laughs> That's the lyrics. I think, but Paul. Oh, no, they go on. Turn its party upside down arms as weather vanes. This is super cool and extra crazy. Yeah. It's the dance of the ducks. The kids are like hooligans. They will dance. They are. They will dance in every corner. Don't be late for dancing They'll ducks. They'll fucking act. get off of each other. This is the tube tomorrow. Quack, quack. Just close I'll get the, on the tube the, tomorrow. <laughs> Just close the spout. Let the feathers dry. Bend your knees. It is sounding like your song. I wasn't I making it up, no. mate. Bend your knees is good and then quack. This is... <laughs> That's it. You understand. Please note it. This is getting abusive. Please please note it's not finished. Oh, God. (laughs) We're going in the morning. Let's make quack. Right. Bloody hell. (laughs) And the lyrics continue. That's out of the pond. Shake the lower back. Do the quack. Slam the the beak. Shake your feather. Great gusto with quack. It's the dance of the ducks. This is insane and weird. Slam the beak. This is terrible as any. It's crazy. That's all. Put it in one shot. Now we have fun like crazy. Bend your knees. Straighten up. Straighten up. And then I think it repeats again. It just repeats again. Yeah, it repeats. And then uh, kids at hooligans, don't be late. Dance the ducks. This will be on the tube tomorrow. I'm presuming the TV, yeah. No, it's not going to be on the TV. It may be on the TV, yeah. The tube, yeah. The Cafe Ray tube. I was thinking of the 1990s Channel 4 (laughs) late night show. It definitely wouldn't wouldn't be on on the the tube. No, Mark Lamar would would turn up his pointy nose at it. He fucking really would. Now, there is an illustration yeah. Of the dance on the back of this. I, another thing that attracted to me, this particular version, Paul, in the charity shop where yeah. I purchased it, is because it's got a quite cartoony, cheerful little cartoon. couple of duckies. Duckies. You can see pictures of what this looks ducks like on our are, website. Ducks are big in... in um, what, disco and music? In culture. Well, yeah. What's the biggest, what's the biggest animal in culture? In what? In a musical pop culture? It just, just the biggest thing that has ducks, that has... What animal was best represented by pop music? Not pop music only, just culture. Famous ducks. Rabbits, maybe, as well? I think duck. Yeah, but they're not birds. I'm talking about birds. Why specifically birds now? You just said animals a minute ago. Now because, you're focusing on birds. In which no, case, I'm yeah, focusing on birds because sometimes it's the birdie song. Sometimes it's the chicken song. What about doves? It's never the dove song, is it? Dove, pipes of peace. Yeah, but you've got Donald Duck. You've got... Daffy Duck. Daffy Duck. You've got Ducktails. Ducktails. You've got Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. The birdie song. The, it's birds, the, to be the, fair, the, isn't yes, it? Yes, duck. It's the duck, dance, duck. Or the chicken. 
So chicken. Yeah. We've got Al- Gary Chicken. You got duck the, soup. Remember the Gary Chicken show from the eighties? There's no no there isn't. Doobie Duck. Doobie Duck Disco. Disco yes, Duck. Disco Duck. Exactly. Ducks are huge. You're right. There are they? fucking yeah. loads of ducks and stuff. I think it's because duck sounds funny. It's funny. It's got that uh, frictive at the end. The k- No, that's what they often say, isn't it? That words like end like that are funny inherently when you say it. For instance, if I said show us your wobbly chicken, you'd be like, all oh, right. That's pretty say, good. Show us your wobbly duck. Yeah. Yeah. Better. See, it's got a little Slightly bit more better. edge. Yeah. Get your fat duck out and put it in my mouth. I want to suck your big duck. <laughs> Come on. That's, this is funny. Can you put a hot dog in my duck? Yeah. I could put a hot dog bun in a dog's mouth. I'd like to stack a load of hot dogs in a swan's neck. <laughs> just to see, just, just <laughs> to see how I mean, many it would swans. take. Swans, you've got Swan Lake and that's it. Yeah. And the ugly duckling. Ah, ah, the the grandfather of the duck music. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. An ugly duckling, and it's a misnomer as well. Because Why are you holding your nose? Why I'm are you trying doing? not to sneeze. Oh, okay, okay, fair enough. Fucking I just thought you were doing like a perk. weird Hitler impression for no reason. <laughs> it's like, what? What's it's a duck! <laughs> <laughs> but we've ascertained, Paul, me and you just now, yeah. ducks, are, ducks are a huge thing. They're omnipresent. So you can see why... Maybe they wanted to go with ducks with this. But I didn't realise. It is just like popcorn. It's one of these ones that just spreads. And it's all different versions. It's not one particular recording. And I always was under the... the, Of course, the British one is the biggest one. But I thought this was the original. No, but But I was was wrong. This is kind of a trend, I guess, as well. Because here's the other thing it reminded me of. Like Agadu. On the back of Agadu, you've got the dance moves to that. Remember it, the Snowman th- uh, single you has had? Has that, yes. Has that. Which could have been co- Ian Drury, the Snowman. The Hokey Cokey thing, which almost is very similar to the Birdie song yes. in, in terms of... It wasn't as big a hit, It's though. a nursery rhyme thing. Yes. But what is interesting is, like Agadu, this is a song that has been stolen. Because Black Lace, who we've covered, have done a copy of this, as you can easily they fucking, fucking imagine. They fucking so have, haven't they? But there seems to be a trend of European novelty hits that kind of have roots in... German discos. Like, like, no, more, more like the culture of the country it comes from, like an umpapa yes, or a... Yes, of course. Yes. Switzerland. And then they get hoodwinked by UK pop acts and turned into utter cheesy Butlins shit. Yeah. Sort of tunes. And yeah. it gets a Butlins overcoat put this on it. This is so that. This is like the, the prime example of that, isn't it? Yeah. This is a song and it was that, an 80s thing. I don't know if you'd... Because Superman went, was nicked from a... Uh, a German disco yeah, as well, Agadou was, and was Agadou. stolen from a German uh, holiday camp holiday thing or camp something. Thing. They all seem to originate in that middle Europe, sort of. But I also wonder, there used to be, a, I think we've covered it on Cheap Show before, like there was that Crocodile Rock thing that was for Pontons. But I think that was a song that, again, was stolen from another German or European. It just seems like there's a whole industry of music going on between. Definitely, yes. And I guess in the, it can't exist anymore. And the popcorn was an early example yeah. of that. Which was definitely, it was, I think we did cover popcorn. We did, yeah. But it was a European, wasn't it, who came up with the original one and then sold to remember, it. so, yeah. yes. But it's it's fascinating. It's, it's it's one of those reasons where you look at the song and you think, what a piece of shit. But when you look at it deeper, you go, oh, there's a whole thing going on here. It's not just the tweets came up with this piece of shit. It's the, but there's been a change from these kind of records, Paul. Yeah. And then you've got halfway in between things, which I'd say are things like it's blue do blah do blah and the and the frog song. Yes. The frog. What's it called? The the, slightly more. What's it called? The ding, 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 ding. Rupert and the frog song. No, the ding, 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 oh crazy ha- frog. Crazy frog. It's that sort of thing, isn't it? It's it's the grandfather of that stuff. Yes, and then but nowadays you couldn't because it's all one territory. You can't have a song that they do a German version of, and they do a that doesn't seem to happen these no, days. But do you the see re- what I mean? The thing about that is, like in Crazy Frog's instance, it was because that came from a ringtone, didn't it, or something yeah. fucking stupid? Yeah, that became a song. So again, it's got this weird sociological thing going on where we all collectively know the uh, the Crazy Frog ringtone. Yes, and then when that gets pushed into the pop culture, the music, you kind of go. 
Oh, that that makes sense because it's familiar. I'll buy it. I mean, the, I want to be on the joke. We haven't discussed. This is a terrible earworm, basically. Yeah, no, it's it's one of those earworms. That's it, and you can get really violent, can't yeah. it? If people are going, oi, 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 oi. Imagine they're coming for you. We're going to fucking do you in. We're coming for your mum. I'm smashing place. I'll come round here. Come round here. Fuck me. Take the road less travelled sometimes, Eli. Fuck I me. have to go. What if I'm going round somewhere? I have to take a road. I know, but it just seems like. <laughs> Where else are you going to go round? It just seems like most of your songs are based around the idea of getting to places. It's like it's like having a tom tom. <laughs> oh, I'd love to do the tom tom voice, mate. We should get you to do a tom-tom. go round here. Come round there. Come round here. When you get to the end, go back. Paul, I know this is a diversion, but have you seen that thing that um, creates British foods online? It's like an AI thing. It just, it just makes up British foods. No. It's good anyway. Great. Thanks for that. <laughs> so that all we want to say on the subject of Le Don Den Canards, the dance of I the I guess ducks. that's, yeah, that's all I've got. But it's interesting. And I'm, I'm, if a different version comes up, I'll be... Um... I kind of like that version, though, because it's less obnoxious than the one the tweets made, which is purposely I think, piercing. It's I a think piercing, that, horrible fucking that thing. That electronic one is going to be the one. Yeah. That's probably the best one. Yeah, but and that I, version, I, I think... a copy of that, we'll cover that as well, well. Yeah, have a look for it, because Both I don't these... mind that. It's slightly proggy. It's slightly... You know what I mean? We it's... did look at the video for the JJ Lionel uh, version, and yeah. he, he looks like every single uh, Tim and Eric character he rolled into like one, doesn't he? Steve Wright and Jonathan King walked into the <laughs> fly machine <laughs> and does, came yeah. out the other side. Good, that's good. Paul, yeah. look, have you noticed the picture on this cover is beak-shaped? They've gone to that... Oh, I guess. So I thought it was looking an eye. Out, you're looking out of a duck's mouth. So you're being swallowed by a duck. duck. Yeah. Oh, it's like the Wicker Man now, all of a sudden. It is like the Wicker Man. You're inside and they're dancing. They're going to set this duck on fire. It's the Wicker Duck. They put you in and then the last thing you hear is, na, 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 as the flames lick Oh, Jesus you. Christ, God Almighty. Na, what na, does he say? Na, Jesus, na, Jesus. Na, 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 oh, God. Oh, Jesus, God. That would be a horrible way to die. What, getting burnt alive? By a, surrounded by a load of people dressed up as ducks singing the birdie song. It wouldn't make any song. difference. Still burn you. It would hurt. Yeah, it, I don't give a shit. Yeah, I don't. I would. You'd think this is, this this is, is a lot worse. This is I'm burning to death. This is a lot worse because they're dressed as ducks. Yeah, it's inappropriate. What would you like them to be dressed as? Satanists. Satanists. <laughs> yeah. Then. Right. Is that it now? No, I just wanted to say, Paul, a lot of other records, obviously, versions of that. Yeah. And also, there's lots of other Cranky's records. So, you know, watch this space because I'll be getting... Hopefully, some other crankies and some other versions of the. Um, Don't worry, the listener. Song. I'll veto every no, fucking one. No, come on, mate. It's we've done Silverman's Platters. We've done enough crankies on Cheap Show, I think. For uh, now. One thing. You like Columbo? Just, just one more, just one more thing. One thing, Paul. You make a great Columbo. Thank you. Like an annoying little shit, but you get the, the British job done. Columbo. Yeah. Have you ever seen that one where the person thinks he's a tramp? What Columbo? Yeah. Uh, I've seen them all, but I don't remember that. That's brilliant. One of the best moments. Really. Yeah, someone gives him money. Oh, they think he's a vagrant. Yeah, that's one of the early episodes. That's that's like, yeah. I can't it's remember who that is. I don't daddy. remember. They all kind of bleed into one at some that's point. That's a brilliant moment. That's another thing I love about him is he does look like a tramp. And it's just like... Yeah. He's schlubby and he's a mess. He's well schlubby, yeah. yeah. But he's a brilliant his, mind. Yeah, I fucking love it. Um, Paul, the one thing... Oh, fucking please, finally end is this. Is I need... Oh, a splatter or a platter. Yes, thank you. So, Fuck's sake. Just trying to keep the format tidy. I'm going to crack the whip and I'm going to say splatter for me. It's a splatter for you. Because yeah, fundamentally, and me. It's terrible. I just don't like 
the rhythm of it. I don't like the. It's horrible. Of it. And his version is is nothing. It's got nothing. And we did. We I should don't mention, mind that version. We but... should mention the B side. Oh yeah, the B side. Uh, it was fucking shit. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, it comes seek. What's it called? L'amour comme ça. Which yeah. means come over here. Come, I'll show come you right my... here. <laughs> <laughs> come right here, love. My nubbin's got a pumping. Uh, in his in his spank box. I've got a throbbing nubbin. Right, we've got one more song to tackle in our special Silverman's Platter edition of Cheap Show. Okay. Woohoo! Are we going straight in? Put a duck in the in popcorn. Stop it. Stop it and cut that out. Well, it's time for our third and final segment of this Silverman's Platter Extra Hot Edition. Hot on the finger. We're doing something next, which is reasonably well known, but I think it's slightly out of our comfort zone, so I thought it's worth talking about. I'm totally all at sea with this, Paul. Yeah, because we don't know sports, do we? We don't know footers, and we don't know ruggers. And we don't crickers. know crickers and golfers, volleyballers and volleyballers, and we don't know how to play uh, netballers, netballers and baskets in American soccer and basketball. Ixay hockey, baseball. <laughs> we don't know how to play <laughs> any of those things, nor do we want to. But I came across this in a charity shop, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember that. Oh, I wonder if it's." Wonder if it's as bad as I remember. Um, Paul. Yeah. Did you really come across it in a charity shop? Are you lying now? Fuck. You're lying, me. aren't you? No, we I did got come across it in a charity shop. You've got a copy of that. Yeah, I just didn't bring it here. Oh, I want to get my fingers on the yeah, dirty it's vinyl. Twelve inch. I've got. I've got the twelve inch one. <sighs> What's on the flip? Uh, just the like a dance just, mix. Just a dub, yeah, Ooh. I believe, which is nice and well put together. It's lovely. But what is it we're talking about? And what is it we're talking about today? We're talking about a song that was released. It, oh fuck! I didn't even think to think where it was when it was released. Right. Ninety one. Nineteen ninety. 89. We're talking about... It was 88. Oh. So, yes, we're talking about the Anfield Rap Today, which was a song released by members of the Liverpool FC Football Club. That's what FC stands for, Paul. Why do you fucking <laughs> Start say again. Start no, again. I'll keep Just that say- in. It's juicy. It's real. <laughs> Before the 1988 FA Cup final against Wimbledon FC Football Club. So they released it before they knew they won. Yeah. Did they win? I think well, that they was, did. That was a kind of reasonably common thing before FA Cup finals for teams to... Which we'll get into. Well, it's like the World Cup song, isn't it? Yeah. You release it before... You don't yeah. have to win. To re- it's they, more, I think it's more is... like advertising, isn't it? Yes, but I also think some people release novelty records after they've won. Like, they go, we're the champions or whatever. Yeah, I guess, but then that's kind of like bolting the stable door before you kick the horse or something, whatever <laughs> the phrase is. I don't know. No, it's not. What do you mean? Well, after the horse is bolted. No, I'm saying, why would you release a song that says we're great after you've won when you So everyone buys the fucking song and everyone likes it because they're like, well, oh, no, it's feel like... good. My team has won. I want their song where they all say, yeah. So yeah, anyway, it was released ahead, ahead of the 1988 FA Cup final and it got to number three in the UK singles charts. And in 1988, that was um, Biggest Dealers. Yes. Don't you think? A lot of, got to sell hundreds, no. of, th- hundreds of thousands of copies. Surely. Yeah, so yeah. it's obviously a big hit and it got a lot of airplay because... As you're about to find out, it's not that bad. As these go, and we've covered quite a few novelty raps. Yes, we have. On this uh, show. Yes, we have. 
very bad, some of them. Some of What's them the low poor. point? I think the, the hello, hello one. Oh, yeah, yes. God, was on the yeah. B side. God, yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, God. That was really bad, that one. <laughs> and also, Steve Wright comes up a lot. I'm yeah. sure he did one or two. I'm sure he bloody did something. Was that Arnie one a rap? Yeah. Oh, either way. No, but that it was um, Mr. Angry. It was the angry rap, wasn't oh. it, Mr. Angry? Either way, just don't do it. But in this case, it actually turned out all right. So without any further ado, here is, if you've never heard it before, a short bite of Liverpool FC's Anfield rap. Liverpool FC is hard as hell. United, Tottenham, Arsenal. Watch my lips and I will spell. Because they don't just play, but they can rap as well. My idea was it to build Liverpool into a bastion of invincibility, you know, like... Napoleon had that idea, he would conquer the bloody world. First lyric? What? What? How Barnes comes in? What's the... Liverpool FC as hard as, as hell, hell, which is United, Run DMC. He nicks that off Run DMC, doesn't he? Yes. Well, that, the song was written by Paul Gainford, Liverpool midfielder Craig Johnson, rapper Derek B and Mary Biker from Gay Bikers on Acid. Derek B um, is a bad young brother. You remember that? No. Oh, yeah. Derek B is a bad young brother. Was that a big hit? Big. He's one of the... Um, is he a British rapper? Very early British rappers. He died okay. a few years ago, actually. Uh, the style of the song is a parody of a number of hip-hop tracks, notably the intro from LL Cool J's Rock the Bells. and Eric... Sorry, that's... Yeah, wasn't Run DMC. And Eric B and Ray Kim's... L Cool J is hard as hell. That's how it used yeah. to go. I thought it was DMC. Fuck shit. Also, uh, steals from Eric Shows B and I Rackham's I Know You Got Soul. Yes. Which, which sampled is a... the opening drum roll from Funkadelic's You'll Like It Too. I did not know that. The song also features the guitar riff from Twist and Shout by the Beatles, who uh, hailed from Liverpool, okay. obviously. That ding, da ding, ding, ding. Ding, yeah. ding, yeah. ding. So, um, look, it's not like I like football or supported Liverpool, but I do remember that song being huge. Well, it's got good samples. It's got it's good well, nicks. It's do you know what I mean? It's very well produced. And uh, it's quite amusing. And also, there's a sort of joy coming out of, you know, it's like that sort it, of, it they're knows. having fun. Yeah, it knows it's stupid. It knows it's taking the piss out of, like, the accent. Because one of the big themes of the song is... Everyone, no one oh. speaks like us and we're right. special. Yes. You know, Groblars yeah. from South Africa. Yeah. And uh, so you Barnsies d- from Jamaica. Yeah. And who was that guy that you laughed at? He was from the South. He was like... He was from London, yeah. What's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come round here. <laughs> Come round here. Yeah. That's, it's got those moments when you've got like, you know, the London guy has a bar or whatever. It's very good. Yeah. It's, it's a, such a... But str- Barnsie car- tries to carry it all, doesn't it? Barnsie, I think, actually fancied himself. Didn't he have an actual sort of legit sort of pop rack? release i don't know i believe he did we'll look into that a bit later because right now i've got like seven windows open on my phone right. so we'll maybe we'll dip into that 
a little bit later. Let, no, put that. Make a little note of that. All right, look, I've got. No, I've, I'll keep it in my head right, notes. You keep it in your head notes. Fucking hell. I've got the head notes. In your flabber facts. <laughs> no, that suggests like I keep of, it in my stomach. All right, then, and then your file of flaps. <laughs> What's that? That's a file of it's, flaps. It's, it's like it's, a very elderly lady. No. Perhaps uh, Grumpy Sessions' my old mum. No. Um, very powdery. Very lots of leaves. Leaves of fanny. No. Leaves no. of the leaves of the fanny. A she, file of flaps. File of flaps. A file of flaps is a book of fannies. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. I just wanted to get there quicker. Okay. Uh, so Thought. I think. When all said and done, this might be the best football released pop single. Could well be. I prefer it to what? What? What's in the um the in the running in the pantheon? Well, let's get through it because my first question after hearing this was like, this is a thing in the UK. Teams would team up with um pop stars, pop stars, or just release songs ahead of their cup final match. Yes, to kind of promote it or whatever. Now. I'm thinking of world... This is like the start of a trend that peaked... In the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, but this is like 88. Yeah. But I think it peaked with 93 footballs coming home, was it? Well, when we get on... Yeah, we can get to four Lions in a minute. And also... Love's got the world in motion. motion. Yeah. World in motion, yeah. Which was, again, for another World Cup thing. But I wanted to know where this all started. Because, okay. like, what was the whole trend about UK football teams releasing pop songs? So I was like, who did the first one? And apparently, according to the Liverpool Echo, liverpoolecho.co.uk, um, there's a title here that says, How Everton, the other football club, the Blues... Who did um, you support? Well, I didn't Who support, did your dad I, I, support? My dad was a Liverpool fan. So, here's the article. How Everton led the way with the first football pop song. In 1963, league champions celebrated in a very unique way. So, um, the Toffees, which is what they're known as, uh, were the first team to wear shirt numbers, the first team to le- lift the league championship trophy, and the first team to win the European Cup on penalty shootouts. The first team to play 100 seasons of top flight football, and many, many more. Yeah, all right, Everton oh, did right, all right. Bloody, yeah. Fucking hell. But there's one that they can add to their list, which is quite unique. In 1963, they released the first ever football pop song by Everton. 63. The disc was cut here in Liverpool at the Percy Phillips historic Kensington Studios. In 1970, the England football team topped the charts with Back Home, while two years later, Chelsea enjoyed a number five hit with the catchy Blue is the Colour. The same year, Everton recorded their enduring club anthem, Forever Everton, which came later. Which is in the 70s, yeah. yeah. The whole, so, yeah. already there was a trend of football teams getting you, on that. It's one of the things, you go to a charity shop and you start flicking through the sevens, you, you, will you get see a lot some, of bump. You will see a Football-based bump. And actually, when you go to some second-hand record shops, they'll have like miscellaneous, and they'll be in there. Or they might even have football related as a as a subsection. They're so they're so numerous these records, you know. Yeah, and it's such a weird phenomenon because they're so ephemeral. They're designed to be popular for a few. Well, they celebrate weeks. a moment, don't they? Yeah. Well, they celebrate a certain game. It's like the musical equivalent of like a kind of I don't know a commemorative plate yeah. or a stamp. Absolutely, yeah. Weirdly, so Henry Catic's side which I presume was the manager of Everton at the time, had just won the league championship and the Mersey beat phenomenon was sweeping the world and Everton's title winners dropped into Percy Phillips' iconic shoes in Kensington. So this was made after the win. 63, yeah. Yeah. Percy's grandson Peter explained it was Britain's ever first pop song for a football team. The side A was called Everton, but it was E-V-E-R-T-O-N and the B side was featured a version of of men with Harlech with the alternate word for Everton for me. What? There's Say a song, that again. There's a song called Men with Harlech. Harlech. H-A-R-L-E-C-H. Harlech. I don't know. John Dunbar was a soloist on the track, 
with a drummer and the tie and the entire first team squad. Everyone was name checked on the record. Uh, Percy Studios was the venue also known for the first ever recording cut by the Quarrymen, later to be renamed Le Beatles. Of course. Mm. Billy okay, Fury so and Ken's very also. famous studio. Billy Ken Fury Dodd. and Ked also recorded there. Johnny Guitar and Paul Murphy's She Got It was cut there in 1957. A lot of Parlophone ones. Yeah. Ken Dodd's on Parlophone, as were the Beatles. But that's kind of it in a nutshell. So then off the back of that, and the success it obviously had, other teams started I think everyone them. in the top flight must have done it. Well, we've briefly mentioned it, but Chaz and Dave... you get World Cup songs. You start getting World Cup songs. Well, yeah. First of all, Chaz and Dave, they did a bunch, like a fucking world of Who songs. Who were their team? Tottenham Hotspurs. Tottenham, of course. So there's a lot of songs. Like, they're all... Well, this is the interesting thing which we're going to get into. These are pop songs, but what unifies them all is that there's a chanting element. So burly men can sing them without feeling like they're singing oh, a girly Also, they thing. can sing them on the terraces. And that's it. Four Lines is the best example of a pop song that hit the cultural trend of Britpop, but also managed to have the perfect chant built Who, in. Did it have Blur members in it? No, or? it was um, Lightning Seeds. Oh, Lightning yeah. Seeds. The uh, Lightning Seeds. Comedians. David Baddiel and Lightning Seeds really, really disappeared, didn't they? Well, they, they didn't they survive were, the era. They were hot for that few years in the 90s. What was their big one? Oh, it's right. It's in plain in my head, but I can't Come on, sing title. it and I'll remember. No, 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 no. Uh, uh, oh, no, I can't. Now I've lost it. Uh, little, little something? It's the voice in my head. Is it little something? Life of Riley. Pure is probably the one you're thinking of. Fucking hell. I hated this. That's not the one. Yeah, it is. Come on with the intro. Boring. I don't like those synths. Was this meant to be rock and roll? No, but this is anemic. It was mellow It's parties. It's parpy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's too parpy for me, Paul. Sounds... Oh, I didn't like it. I like the lightning seeds. I didn't like the Britpop thing. It just didn't sit with me. I like the Britpop thing. That was what defined me. So there you go. I know. And that's why I was so desperately lonely throughout university. Aw. You know and what? That, I had a... And you're a horrible human being. No, I'm not. So, you know, there's also that. I had a dream last night again oh. that I was going back to university again. Why? Because that's all my anxiety dreams or all my dreams of the last couple of years have all been arrive at university, don't know where I'm staying. Turns out I'm staying somewhere unsafe or unclean or a combination or, you know what I mean, insecure in some way. And it came to a head last night where it was this huge room, like a gym that was full to, fill, filled with beds. And I was like, right. what, what's this? And it's like, oh, this is our dorm. This is where we're staying. I'm like, this is an a nightmare. And also had a run in with some like lecturers. And I didn't realize they were lecturers. And I sort of said a swear or something. And I realized, oh no, he's the head of my course. And he went, I don't like you to me. He's like, I don't, he was like evil. I don't like you. And I was like, oh shit, he's my teacher. He's going to mark me. Where am I staying? Oh, in this huge gym. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, though? It's nasty. That feeling of being at university is horrible. Yeah. Um, the interesting <laughs> thing here is, I'm going to move on from that. Um, I was looking into, like, you know, the pop single one, but that's not the first football uh, song written for a team song. So the, the Everton one, yeah. It, so strictly speaking, the very first song written for a football team by a popular music person is was, the pre-pop era. Was Edward Elgar? Yes. 
Edward Elgar was a massive fan of Wolverhampton Wanderers. Really? In 1898, he wrote a song called, I think it's called, He Banged the Leather for Goal. Oh, yeah. And set it to music, uh, but it didn't apparently catch on. <laughs> Although they took the song Nimrod for their own, apparently, which is that big classical piece, isn't yes, it? Yes, I mean, music is associated with it. Yeah. Um, but so are... They do it in America, don't they? They play novelty sort of songs sort of in the break. Or well, no, they do that kind of... You they know, play like, that na, 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 hey. And I bet they play like... It's like songs like the Birdie song. They or, don't have that in American football. They don't have like chanting do they in the in the in the in the audience in the stalls not in the same way but i think they all chant along to those sort of half time songs it's always like blur song two by blair or gary glitters do you want to be in my game or that you know? nah, nah, nah. Hey, nah. hey 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 goodbye good. nah, nah, another one bites by the dust. steam that's called nah nah song and it's by yeah. steam and everyone thinks it's by the beatles do they yeah i've never thought that in my life i know but people do they think it's that's a, weird like commentators say yeah. Hey, that's Steam. Well, that's Na Na song by Lennon and McCartney. They say it over the air and stuff Well, they're like wrong. That. They're totally wrong. Well, no, but there is a version your... by the Jamaican group, the Pioneers, yeah. which is beautiful. Slow down a bit more reggae sounds probably really nice. Yeah. Do, it's, do, all more, do, it's more of a soul take yeah. than, a, than a reggae take. Oh, nice. But it's really, if you, it's like, I think it's the greatest version of that. Really soulful. So going back. Because it's a sad song. Sorry, I'm talking about the Steams. Na Na Na. I know. I, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, going back to this then. It's hard to break through because there's been countless ones. Like Arsenal have written a load and they got released. And a lot of Manchester United, did Manchester United probably release it in loads. the 70s or 80s? Either way, Wasn't they, that... were, they were popular, but they never caught on. They don't linger. They just disappear because they sound like chants, that are like schoolyard nursery rhyme things. They kind yeah. of just nebulously fly but away. But they're very ephemeral, like you say, because they're bound to sort of a certain team and a certain time and a certain World Cup or a certain... Do you see what I mean? But that's why I think Anfield rap step out of the crowd and goes, we're doing something different and weird and fun. Yes, but I think that was the starting point that showed people that they could do songs like later, a few years later, like what, World four, in Motion. F- yeah, and Four Lions. Because the Four Lions is like the antithesis of it all. It's like... Is that the right word, antithesis? No, the uh, epitomous. The epitome. The epitome. Yeah. The epitome of the, the genre to that date. The antithesis. Yeah. yeah. In that case. That's the opposite. The antithesis of a football t- foot song would be, um, do not kick a ball in the goal. No, no. Do not pick a ball in the kick, kick ball. Kick, kick a ball. I'm losing it. Eli, stop me quick. <laughs> I'll right. stop. All right, good. All right. Um, so it kind of took everything and then went, this is the ultimate version because you had Popular comedian singing a song with a popular t- band at the time. And who were they? That was Frank Skinner. And Baddiel. And David Baddiel. And it made them, didn't it? Well, really? it made them more Even rich. bigger. Yeah. Even bigger. Because yeah. they were both coming off uh, Fancy Football League, which is kind of where that crossover yes. began, why it released, because they had a comedy t- TV show in the... About football. About, well, Fancy Football, which is kind of kicking off popularity at the time, where you built your own team based on the stats of plays spread over real football matches. Yes. And, you... and it was sort of the the Premier League itself was quite new back then, wasn't it? But also, it was very open to people who didn't like football. I used to watch it all the time and I fucking couldn't stand what, football. fantasy football? Yeah. yeah. I couldn't stand football, but every week, that was what, that was half hour of the week I knew I was going to have a proper laugh. Because So did they talk about other stuff? They went off subject, did they? Well, or... I can't I remember, can't, the, I didn't I can't remember the format now. But it was kind of, it hung, it hung the fancy football stats over a framework for maybe more of a chat show thing. Yeah. Fine. It was a laugh. And that's why I think the song was a hit. Because that same crossover of, here's a football niche thing, but broad audiences like it because the comedians are good and it's clever and it's nice, was the same as the song. Everyone likes the song because lightning seeds and it, it can actually sing it and it's actually half decent. But... And you've got the... It's got a sort of irony. It has now. 
Well, when we didn't win, the irony was there. Well, yeah. It's not coming it. home. That's the joke of the song, though, isn't it? It's that England's shit. We've only won it once, but we can't the, let go of that. This this time it's coming home. France have won it four times. Italy have won it three. But England, we've won it one time. So therefore, we're the best at World Cup. Yeah. It's a it's, weird logic. It's. It, I think it appeals to the sort of irony, the love of irony in people. There's a little bit of that. It's definitely got its tongue in its cheek, which yes. with comedians singing it yeah. helps sell the message. But there's also a kind of sadness to it in the wake of Brexit and things like that. And it kind of just paints this, Britain needs to move on because it's fucking too attached to yes. its glory days, which yeah. apparently r- r- falls down to winning World War II, the World Cup, and, I don't know, Britpop. That seems to be the funny mm. thing that I don't know. Not really Britpop, either. No. It's just, you know... Flock of seagulls. No, they were never popular. They had one here. They're big in the States. Yeah, but not here. Why are we not talking... <laughs> if you're just desperate you got... to drag things back to birds and ducks today... Have you got anything um, anything else? And... Just one more thing. Okay. Um, if you do want to go through the quagmire of all of these kind of songs, and believe me, they're not anywhere near as good as Four Lines and bloody um, the other th- good Anfield thing... Rap, is go to a website on YouTube. Go to a YouTube channel called Vinyl Hell. Because not only does he release uh, a load of songs on there from like, you know, Hilda Baker and bloody Arthur Baker's Arthur Mullard is what I was getting at. Yeah. Uh, and all those ha- tacky songs that we love covering here. But he has like countless fucking football team pop singles on there. Yeah. I just, I don't have the stomach. No, I don't have the stomach. You hear one, you've kind of heard them yeah. all. But it's the rap. It's, it's the fact that it's a novelty rap. I wonder how many rap ones there are. Probably not many. Is there a rap in World in Motion? I think there is. Barnsley. Barnsley's got a, a got a rap right, in let's, World in Motion. Let's see if John and it's the best Barnes bit. Singing career. John Barnes rap from World in Motion. Music career. He's got a whole segment called Music yeah, Career. He... Right, so here we go. To wrap this section up, here is John Barnes, Liverpool football player and now, you know, well renowned football commentator. He's a pundit. Uh he's a pundit. He performed on Keith Allen's penned rap section in New Orders World in Motion. Yes. Thank I know, you. That was a well, good bit. Well caught. Um, as well as appearing on the track Anfield Rap, obviously. He carries Anfield Rap. I mean, the actual heavy lifting of doing the sort of... Apparently, verse. Liverpool did another rap for 1996 called Pass and Move. It's the Liverpool groove. We will not be looking into that right now. <laughs> World in Motion reached number one in the charts and spent 18 weeks in the top 75 in the UK. Re-releases big... in 2002 and 2010. Yeah, every time there's a fucking World Cup, they Although, get this. It. Barnes was only paid a flat rate of £200 and has received no royalties. What? Yeah. The Anfield rap reached number three. And 200 spent... quid? Just for doing that World in Motion thing. Mate, and no royalties. Teen Yeti. I'd do Teen Yeti. Wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't get out of my head for that much. Liverpool FC is hard as hell. <laughs> Shut up. Anfield rap reached number three, spent six weeks at the top 75. Pass and move still reached number four, four weeks in the top 75. The rap portion of World in Motion is the most remembered part of the original song, becoming an iconic piece of English football culture in its own right. Yes. Familiar to subsequent generations of England football fans, not even born in 1990. That's what I mean. And that's the Anfield rap. (laughs) And that's that's the Anfield rap. (laughs) You've ruined it. I have to cut this out. Right, I'll do another ending. Mate, I'm tra- I just traumatised yeah, no, myself by that It's moment. fine, it's fine. Don't- <laughs> Weirdo. Right, I'll do it. Wrap this up quick. And that, Paul, is the end of Silverman's Platters. Now, I think, we're just just to tick the box, stop looking at me like that, like a madman. Yeah, you can tick my box, mate. Uh, can I? Yeah, tick it right off. Yeah. Ticky-tocky, ticky-tocky. I got ticked off. Tick my tock off. Yeah. <laughs> I've put oh. a tick on the damn my matus and it's sucking blood out of my swollen <laughs> urethra. You tick a suck your tock up. <laughs> 
Is we're mentally shutting An- down, ladies and gentlemen. Anfield rap is yeah. Anfield rap a platter or a splatter? It is a platter for me and a platter for me. I think it's fun. I think it's fun and there's funny bits and uh, and it's and it's, cool. it's it's a legitimate rap song. Yeah, I mean it's novelty rap. It's not within the pantheon of fucking like LL Cool J. But what I'm saying but that's is that's the difficult thing, as we may have discussed before. Some like serious rappers yeah. will have skits and will have comedy rap. So yeah. there's an overlap already with Jeanette in the genre. Oh, who's you know that I mean? guy who did um, that song, Just a Friend by Biz Markey? Biz Markey. Biz Markey. It's got that same kind of loose, shabby, but endearing rap structure to sort it. Sort of. Um, do you know, but some of the, the origin of rap is in comedy because a lot of people talk about this sort of signifying like people like uh, the Dolomite guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rudy, yeah, yeah. Rudy Ray Moore. Yeah, 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 exactly. The poetry of that, how it became. So a lot of it came, it, there's a strain of comedy within rap is all I'm saying. That has fed through to the Anfield rap, yeah. weirdly <laughs> enough. And on that note, it's time to wrap up the show. Yeah. Shall we say spoff so we can have a laugh leading into the sound effect or shall I just end it now? What do you mean say spoff? You, you can say, I'm not going to laugh if you say spoff. Spoff. It's nothing more boring to me. Spoff. You're laughing. Spoff. No, you just have to try better. Spoff. <laughs> spoff. There <laughs> we go. Come here. Yay. Paul wins spoff. <laughs> right. It's time to wrap up this cheap show podcast for another week. And would you have, what are you doing? Uh-huh. What is that? Noodle you... content, Paul. Well, That's I haven't got people... time for no, noodle I'm content. I'm sticking noodle content in. Well, I guess it's been a record-heavy show, so all right, you can have a tiny now, micro uh, noodle moment. Paul, this has been sent in. Hey, we should call it the noodle moment. No, Just my... a brief noodle moment. Yes, I'm into that. All right, here we go. Now it's time for Eli's noodle moment. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Just going to slip this noodle moment in before the end of the show, and uh, hope you enjoy it. Here we now, go. Now, Paul, we were sent this... They're the person who sent the the quest last um, the okay. magical mystery yeah, picnic. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, had yeah. loads of Japanese snacks. Remember? Yes. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. The katsu, weird katsu chew. Yeah, I remember all that. All I that remember stuff. that quest. That wasn't the quest. That was just our random magical tour. The wasn't magical it? picnic tour, yeah. or whatever it was. It was a lovely time. But that person sent us a load of stuff more recently as well. Oh yes, that's right. And this is a Korean noodle product, and it has something in common with the Creator Crisp. Right. Um, product that we tried and also with uh, salt and shake this is a noodle dry noodle sack salt and shake so literally we thought it was a normal noodle but apparently it's a brick of noodle like you break up and then shake a a noodle it's a smasher noodle paul smasher noodle it's the product is the uh, otogi pushu prushu pushut (laughs) prushu 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 twice smash noodle Smash green noodle fried poo- chicken flavour. Smash noodle poo. Shoot! <laughs> <laughs> What's this? That is what it is, mate. And you smash the noodles up and you put that in and you give it the shake. what we call the huffle shuffle. The huffle shuffle. And then you coat We've it We've never with called this. it that until right now, but we will. <laughs> no, I called it that on. last week. Oh. Create a crisp for right. huffle shuffle. For science. And it, I like this. Right, we'll it's shake a, it in. You shake and it And you up. eat it dry. You eat it dry like that. Yeah, like a bag of peanuts or something, isn't it? Yeah. And well, you put Chris. the flavour pack in, but look, it looks like a proper one Sauce that you packet. get in a, a sachet of uh, the soup base. It's a nice uh, bit of uh, realism to the, to the conceit. See. And it's fried chicken flavour, so it might be like the noodle equivalent. I'm giving it a crush now. He's giving it a good crushing now. A smash. Even. Smash. Um, now I'm going to put the... Um, Sauce packet flavour in. Into, and it's fried chicken flavour, so it might be a bit like the... Well, while you do that, let me do a little bit of admin okay. there. Right, so if you want to email the show, the at gmail.com for anything Ooh. you'd like. Oh, the huff on that is sweet. 
garlicky nectar, man. You can go to our website, thecheapshow.co.uk, where you can see pictures and sometimes videos that accompany all of these episodes. Uh, what else? We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. You can find us on Tumblr as well if you look for Cheap Show or Cheap Show Pod. And we're also on Twitter, at the Cheap Show Pod. I'm at Paul Gannon Show, and Eli is... Eli Snoid, which is spelled E-L-I-S-N-O-I-D. And let me just do one last thing before we do the noodle moment... Um, eating bit <laughs> I'm just going to mention that you do support us on Patreon me and Eli would like to thank you very very thank much you. for that as we head into a yet another fucking horrible COVID based lockdown well this, we're heading out of it hopefully. yeah hopefully Eli and I have uh, without it we would have been fucked literally and figuratively you have helped us immensely so thank you if you'd like to support us on patreon for as little as just a dollar to up to whatever dollars you can go to <laughs> patreon.com forward slash cheap show and donate as what you want you get videos and podcasts and all magazines and all tears sorts of a clown tears of our clowns so that's what you can do Here thank you very much and i think that's all the admin for now eli let's end with i'm just giving it the half shaft Let's end These on a high. Dry. Uh, did, did we communicate to everyone that this is They're not a dry. wet noodle product? It's a. Are they normal noodles that you could yeah. use? Yeah. So but it's you're just not meant to. You're no. meant to put the powder in. Are they the made huff. differently then? No. I think it came out of people eating them dry just off their own back you through know? poverty and things. Yeah. Well, well, you'd have to be really poor. I guess that's the point, though, isn't it? You can't get any hot water. No, true. You might eat a dry maybe, noodle. Yeah, maybe. Do you know they've got taps on Chinese trains like? Boiling water taps. Just so for can, noodles. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense because it's part of the culture. I think, yeah. Pour a little bit out. No, you. I want you to have a huff. Oh, right, I'm going to have a huff. Oh, it's, it's garlicky. It's, it's hot, it, spicy. It actually smells like a, no, a, a noodle sort of soup you've yes, made. Yes, it you does. Know? Yeah, it's exactly the same. Have a little taste of those. All right. Oh, I picked a big bit out. Has That's it got nice. powder on it, though? A little bit. I can feel it. I can feel the crumbles. Oh, nice. Sweet. And it tastes very much like you would if you'd added the water to it it's got that same um, very truth- umami truthfulness yeah that's a good snack good beer snack isn't it well what a packed cheap show this has been that's today nice. mr silverman absolutely chock chocker full oh sorry i've just got well no characters either apart from that miss miss pissy was it Pit the meter made ah oh, meters made that's a good you one. know the horrible thing is right now as i'm thinking back i'm thinking that was good we did that gag four years ago did we? <laughs> maybe <laughs> Oh, well. So there you go. Listen, it's weekly podcast. It's a Paul. weekly podcast, and that's why we're allowed to drop the quality. See you next week, Levy and Bye, Le- everybody. Levy and Bentle Dom. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. See you next week. Bye. Well, you said that. Bye. Bye. Bye.